Thank you, Lord. You cast all our burdens, all our cares, everything at your feet today. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray this morning that you would draw us near. Make our hearts real here in the service today. conscious, Lord, this morning, your precious blood. God, that this day we might walk with you like you've ordained it 
even before the foundation of the world. may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it good to worship the Lord, man? I'll tell you. I've said this so many times, but, you know, isn't it great we're another day closer to when we'll be doing this? I mean, this is all we'll be doing. Every day. And we won't have to break for announcements and all that stuff. You know, it's going to be great. (laughs) Oh, man. I know, that leaves open a lot of comments, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, before we get going here, thank you. Uh, before we get going on the words here, it's something I forgot to do last time I was here. Pastor Jeff informed me that the service, I mean, is this like filmed or something? Recorded, but it's not not videos so or not live via satellite or nothing like that. You know, this modern technology, you know, all this stuff, scary kind of way. <laughs> you know, watching us in China or something. But uh, Oh, in the nursery. Hello, let's greet the nursery today. Hello, nursery. <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> um, but no, last time Pastor Jeff mentioned that uh, the service is recorded and several of the home groups, fellowships, get to hear and listen to the messages. And I was informed Bob and Jolene Taylor and the group at Ventura are listening. So Bob and Jolene, hello from Mark and Janet Lee and everybody in Minnesota and your family at Big Bear Christian Center this morning. <laughs> Love you guys. And we want to get over to Ventura and... Get out in that boat and ride some waves and whatever else is over there <laughs> with the fellowship with you guys. So God bless you and your home group. Um, All right. Now that we got the stand located better, <laughs> uh, I guess I'd rather have it too short than too tall. I had one guy one time we got introduced and he just put that stand way up and it was it wasn't a fun experience. <laughs> But uh, what should I use this one or what? I want this out of my way. This one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I told you earlier, I'm just a mess. My father-in-law was asking me a bunch of questions a couple of weeks ago, you know, and I didn't know how to answer them because you know, we're we're in transition, <laughs> and uh, uh, so Janley and I were moving. We're re- Locating to a different house. We're in a different church situation. Our home group is our church right now. And so my father-in-law is asking, where, am I gonna, where are we going to live? I said, I don't know. He said, well, where are you going to church? I don't know yet. I said, we're just kind of at home. And, you know, and, and he's ready to ask me something else. And I just said, you know what, forget it. I'm a mess. So just, so, you know, I'm not going to give you the right answer anyway. So. Isn't that great when you can be free like that? You know, you just, you don't have to worry about, you know. The other, I've been working on call at Minnesota Teen Challenge. We'll fill you in here just a little bit of what we've been doing. Because um, after all, we are your missionaries here and you guys support us. And we got to get a picture with Jan Lee now on the wall, not just me with that, you know. Uh, But... uh, 
To make a long story short, because I want to get into the word here this morning, we are urban missionaries. Uh, Janley and I live in the inner city in Minneapolis, um, and we have for a number of years, that's been our home base, and we do a lot of things there, okay? So we have a, a home fellowship that we've uh, had for about five years now. Uh, we do uh, a lot of special events, like uh, we used to do more consistently, like Pastor Rob saying we were out in the streets, but <laughs> getting a little bit older now, and <laughs> I don't know, just the legs don't seem to agree with what's my spirit. <laughs> spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> Thank you, Bev. <laughs> I'm behind right. Amen. And so we get done with outreach now, some of us older ones, and the, we did that in New York one day, and the pastor said, hey, should I take you guys to the nursing home now? He said, or, yeah, because we get in the bed. Oh, my God. That was wonderful. I just want to go to sleep, you know. But, no, we've, so what we've been doing is special events. Like every year, every Christmas, we have a coat giveaway at the Kmart parking lot there. And in January, we do something really cool in January because we, we do what's called drive-by evangelism. How many have heard of drive-by shootings? Right, right? We, Josh, we do drive-by clothing giveaway. And, see, Christmas time, everybody's benevolent. They want to give and, you know, it's just peace, love, and all this. January, forget it. You're just back to your old, you know, you're on your own, homeless, whatever, you know, and, and so we load up what's left over after Christmas and, and gifts, and we go around to the shelters. And I'm, I'm telling you, when we pull up to them shelters, Gudrun, they just come running out. Man, 25, 30 people, and you give them ham warmers. This year we gave them McDonald's uh, certificate, um, food vouchers, whatever. Now, we've got to do something next year because they sold them for whatever. So we got to use a little different strategy. So we're still getting streetwise, Gary. We're still learning. You know, I was wondering why they responded so good to those food vouchers. My gosh, they just come running out to get these $5 McDonald's cards. And so, so we do that. And um, then I've been working on call at Minnesota Teen Challenge. And Wow, that is really a challenge. It's one of the largest ones in the country. Uh, they have five uh, homes there, two ladies and three men, and they are full. It used to be in the inner city what, what happened. The cycle we would see was um, all the homeless and, and other people, you know, that are strung out and stuff. Everybody would repent in the wintertime. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you got it. So they repent in the winter, and about six months, you know, everybody's serving God. You know, the homes are full, and, and uh, things are really happening. Well, when spring and summer come, then there's a lot of relapses and backsliding. But the thing, there's, the thing that's different now is that's all year round, the homes are full. They're full all year round now. And it's we're in different times. We are in different times. And, uh, um, well, in uh, Teen Challenge, about 50. 50 per home. Yeah. And so that really is a challenge. And I go to work, and there's only three of us in staff. And they all have, you know, needs. 
that if you don't meet it right now, you know, you're not saved, you're not a Christian, and, oh, we just hear it all, you know, all this stuff. But the stories are just, uh, there's something else. The one that kind of stood out to me was uh, there was one young man, he was strung out on meth. And, you know, it's a different deal nowadays. In the old days, you know, it was just all weed and <laughs> marijuana and LSD and stuff. But it's a different deal, people, with the drugs nowadays. This is high high-level stuff that's really destroying their brains. And we had one young man over in one of the suburbs. He was strung out on meth, took off all his clothes, running around the neighborhood, and uh, and he's sharing his story in chapel this morning, at one of the mornings, and, and took off all his clothes. He's running around Maplewood and uh, sees this house with the light on, and he runs, breaks in the house, runs upstairs, and he ran to the bathroom, the first thing he did, and he looked in the mirror, and he said, oh, my gosh, he came to, and he said, what, what did I do? Well, by that time, the cops were there. Police were there. They had him, you know, handcuffed and taken away. And, and then he went out to share his testimony, you know, how the, uh, he went into Minnesota Teen Challenge. The Lord touched him and changed him. And, uh, of course, everyone was crying and happy, and he says, and I'm graduating tonight. And, and then the, one of the directors got up and says, he says, well, uh, that house you broke into was an older, elderly couple. And they were in the next room. And Grandpa was sitting in there with a shotgun ready to blow this guy away. Here. That kid would open that door. He would have met Jesus early. Or somebody else. <laughs> but uh, so Grandpa and Grandma were in the next room. And he had a shotgun ready to do, do him in. And the director said, oh, by the way. They're coming to your graduation tonight. <laughs> so we would hear stories like this just all the time, you know, and that gives us, uh, and, and it's really, it's helped keep, keep me on the edge, you know. Uh, so now we don't, we don't go out the streets, the streets have come in. <laughs> and even the Twin Cities, you know, the world, our, um, the cult, different culture groups that have come to Minneapolis now, it's just, it's something else. We have a, one of the largest nations of Somalian people from West Africa. And, and it's just, there's so many different nationalities there now. And uh, so the world's at our doorstep. And uh, we're there. We, we live in a buffer zone, Jan Lee and I. We live in the old money, between the old money neighborhood and the neighborhood where they deal drugs. So we're available to uh, go and minister the drugs, but... I'd like to get some of that old money, you know. <laughs> that hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> but let's turn to uh, Psalms 133 this morning. Uh, no, that's my first note, so I've got to get that down. Psalms 37, I'm sorry, Psalms 37. I like the song that um, Ed and the worship team sang this morning about this is the day and um, had a wonderful revelation <laughs> not too long ago. I think I've shared it here with you, but for those that haven't heard this, you really need to catch this because this is deep. Um, Jesus had Mondays. Yeah, think about it. There was Mondays in Israel, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays and you know, Jesus walked through every one of them days. And I don't know about how your your weekly cycle goes, but 
you know, Monday would be pretty good. I'd have a little hangover after the Sunday service or moving of the Spirit, whatever, you know, we had going on Sunday. So Mondays was pretty good. Tuesdays for me would just be awful. Tuesday, you know, that one day of the week where just in everything you touch, just nothing works. You know, and the world is weird and you just want to hide in a hole for that day. And uh, you're looking all spiritual at me. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. We better get that video camera here, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> but, you know, so long story short, I got you know, kind of tired of this roller coaster thing that would go on during the week. And, and I asked the Lord, I just said, Lord, is somewhere does this kind of just level out somewhere? <laughs> you know, he could just, it's not like I have to have every day has to be bliss, you know, but something where you can just kind of consistently just, and, and I really think we need to be that place. The Lord has called us to a life, right? Young people, young people used to have that expression, get a life, man, you know, and, <laughs> and they're right. And Jesus is the life, and we've got to learn to live. You know, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday with him. And, and so that's why I said, Lord, you had a day like today, you know, Monday in Israel. And, you know, this little quote helped me out. said, I don't have good days. Do you have my bag? Do you want to get my props out, Chanley? I just feel, let's go for it this morning. Get the props out. I got two of them. Gary knows what one of them is. Yeah. All right. First prop this morning is... Next one's a surprise. I don't have good days or bad days. I have days of grace. Isn't that great? I felt that was worthy to take on the road with me. I don't have good days. I don't have bad days. I have days of grace. Lord, give me grace to just get through and enjoy what you have for this day, whether it's good or bad. Just whatever measure of grace, Lord, you have, I'll take it. If it's the crumbs off the table that day, I'll take the crumbs. If we got steak, yeah, let's do steak. But whatever it is, to learn and grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord. Amen. And we walk in this life. And so I like our first scripture here today. It says the Lord knows the days of the upright. He knows about your Monday. He knows about your Tuesday. He knows about your Wednesday. He walked in them. He made them. (laughs) Before the foundation of the world. And he knew you and I were going to be walking in it. And so that the best thing to do is to just plug in with the one who made the day. And however the Lord may lead you, there's, you know, certain days, you know, you got your routines. And God will definitely break those things up. Uh, I had what Oswald Chambers, what's the book? My utmost for his highest. And so I would read that very faithfully. <laughs> One day the Lord convicted me. He said, what is this, your Christian horoscope? <laughs> that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> See, Jesus is a person. And he wants a personal relationship. Talk to him. Now, there was one morning I, because... You know, I'm an evangelist and a minister. I got to pray. So Monday morning, I pray and I pray in tongues and I have to pray loud because it's more spiritual. Right, Rob? Pastor Rob? The louder you pray. Oh, powerful. Yeah. Well, it wasn't happening this particular Monday morning. 
I'm screaming and hollering in tongues. And you ever, isn't it scary when you feel a voice? Of, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? And again, long story short, I just finally gave up. I said, Lord, I don't even feel like praying today. Then another revelation comes. Get ready. The sign's coming. Uh, so... I don't feel like praying. Then it came, well, don't do anything. Just sit here. And then a scripture came to mind, be still and know that I'm God. You mean, Shan, I can pray and be quiet? Here it is. (laughs) I feel it. I feel the goosebumps on that one this morning, honey. That was anointed. (laughs) I felt it. Duh! Be still! And know that I'm God. And so I just was quiet. And didn't have to pray. And see where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. He didn't call us to perform Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's what's so beautiful too. And we're trying to learn this in the worship. Thank God there's no American Idol in heaven. Can't you see Peter, James, and John? Boy, that Christian center a little off this morning, eh, Peter? Yeah. Man, especially that right side over here. My gosh. You know. He inhabits the praises of our people. And we're free to worship. You know, it may sound like a gong show. And that's what we learned on in the streets. Pastor Rob and I would be out there. Man, we were in, I was in Seattle one time, and a guy ran up to me and said, Do you believe in noise pollution? <laughs> you know, I talk about the sound. You know, we want it to always sound. And you get the old guitar out there, and I broke, I think the record, I broke two, three strings at Times Square. Talk about a gong show. I only had three strings. And the bums and the homeless, they didn't mind. You know, they're just singing. And, and we just can't. You know, they're not going to stop and say, hey, your E string is off. You know. <laughs> it wasn't happening. We just, you just keep going. And, and so, and that's what we have to do. You know, we live in an imperfect world and, and we're, uh, we always get fed this, you know, this glamour stuff and everybody looks so right. And especially in a technological age now, too, everything is just right there at our, fingertips and it's just so fast and I think we've got to be careful we lose something personal in all this and we as a church can get caught up in all this this stuff is supposed to I love tools hey man Uh, awesome I'm still trying to figure out my stoop got 24 track studio and I still don't know what I'm doing but I'm having fun doing it you know I'm having a ball doing it and so, and we got a couple of real good CDs out there that were recorded in that studio. I thought I'd mention that too. So we got those in the back today here. But it says, He knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. Isn't that good news for the day and age we're living in right now? You know, of course, with the economy and this stuff is not going to get better. The darkness is going to get darker, but the light is going to get brighter. The path of the just, Proverbs says, shines brighter and brighter into the full day. Amen. And so that's what we've got to do is walk in the light as he is in the light. 
They'll not be ashamed in evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. And I'll tell you this morning, I, you know, I don't even have to get really prophetic. It's some of you had a hard year. It's been tough. Life is hard. You know, 2010, I'll just tell you straight up for Jan Lee and I, <laughs> it, was, it was rough. We got down there sometime. We, I'm mentoring a young man, and that's another thing we've been doing is we've been mentoring some of these drug addicts. And, and, uh, and last winter there was a day I, I didn't even have enough money to go get a cup of coffee with him. And it was, it was down there, and that just tests you. You know, are we called? Is, you know, like John the Baptist in prison. Is there enough? Did I miss this thing? You know, man, I can't. You know, and we don't even answer the phone. Forget about answering the phone. You know what it is. It's all bill collectors. And it just got down there, and, and it tests you. And see what's real in here. And you get down to it. And everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And there's more people. And that's why it's so important that we learn to have this life daily with him. Hear that still small voice. Walk with Jesus. Have a relationship with him. And I want to tell you a little story here this morning, too, that, um, you know, it's, it's having a life with the Lord. And I had to get free from this, from, you know, like Pastor Rob talked about these, these, these glorious years we had. And they were. They were awesome time. Uh, when we lived here and we were sent out of Big Bear Christian Center. Man, I'm telling you, 19, um, it was in the late 80s. I still have some of the itinerary, Jeff, uh, Pastor Jeff, where we went everywhere. Man, and it was an awesome time. Um, but then it comes to a point where we have to live this evangelism. You live this, this, this life. And, and we've lived in our house now in South Minneapolis for how many years, Shanley? 17 years. And our neighbor lady, here I am, this, this evangelist, and I never witnessed to her once. Never mentioned Jesus, never said a word to her about the Lord. She knew that we were ministers and that we did a lot of traveling, and, and she was aware of that. Well, Dolores was a few, I think a few years ago now, about two years, she had cancer. And uh, bad, I mean really bad. And one night, Chan Lee and I walk out the back of the house and and we're going out to eat and when we had money. And, uh, and her daughters were out in the backyard having, having a smoke. And they said, Mark, we need to talk to you. Uh, Mom's not doing well. And uh, she, we had a real hard meeting tonight about where she'd like to you know, have her funeral and all those arrangements. And... She said she didn't want the Catholic priest to do her, you know, she'd like to have you do it. And I just said, I'm honored. But something, and this it just didn't happen all the time, but I'll tell you, something just came out of my mouth. You know what? I'm very honored. I'm really touched. But there's not going to be no funeral. I said, there's not going to be a funeral. And that's what we're going to believe. And I never, like I said, I never witnessed her, never talked to her. And I saw her sometime after that out in, out in the alley. And I don't even remember what I prayed. 
And I didn't even ask her to pray for her. I just did it. Put my hands on her head. And her son-in-law said, he's American Indian guy. He's sitting there looking at me, you know. And I'm just praying out in the alley over her in the name of Jesus to be healed. She went to the doctor. And the uh, doctor couldn't, couldn't find the cancer. She was healed. And that was awesome. That was awesome. See? Uh, and, and then about a month or so later, she said, I was out in the yard and working. She said, Mark, I went to the doctor, and he said they think they found something. And the same thing happened again. Piggy, it came out. And I just looked at her and I said, tell that doctor to get his eyes checked. <laughs> you know, no positive confession. Just say, get his eyes checked. That's all I said. I kept on raking, you know. And she started laughing. She said, okay, I'll tell him. And <laughs> <laughs> so she went and told him, and it was gone. Yeah. Happened enough two times. This happened. And, uh, and so we just, you know, we minister right from our house. Man, a couple of weeks ago, I had all these the Hispanic guys were out in the neighborhood working in the yard, and I needed some dirt. And I said, hey, if you guys put some dirt over here, and I could use a little bit. And I was just kidding, you know. And so Chuck by and I are out on the porch having coffee. And, and well, before these guys left, there was about five of them. And they came and brought a bunch of dirt where the city was supposed to do it about a year ago. And uh, so they put the dirt down, and then they had a big bucket, and they were, you know, they were putting in grass seed, too. I said, whoa, man, I, not only the dirt, I'm getting seed. I'm going to get grass. So we went out, and I said, look, man, this is awesome, you guys planting seed here. And I said, look, we're ministers. And we're going to, you come and bless our home with seed. We're going to pray seed into your home and into your families. And blessing, all they took, all these workers took off their hands and put their shovels down, and we prayed for them right there. We just prayed. Man, Chuck was fired up, man, after. I said, isn't this great, Chuck? We just sit in the porch, have coffee, and minister. (laughs) But you know what? Your turn's coming, if it isn't already. You're called up to this mountain to be salt and light. And we could tell you story after story. There's a couple of them were when we, even when we just lived up here for a short time, and the people, uh, we did a little fundraiser out in, in Bear City Park, and 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 it was just a few, you know, showed up the faithful here at church, and and we, you know, did our thing. And there was a man that was a caretaker of the park over there, Brother Harold Eric, caretaker of the park, came and looked at all our pictures. And he said, whoa, this looks good. He says, I think I'm going to support you guys. And he didn't give us a lot. It wasn't, you know, but, but man, it was from his heart. It was real. And then he moved off the, off the hill here. And I forgot where he ended up, Carolina or southeast somewhere. And, uh, and he kept, you know, kept supporting us. And he had Parkinson's. Is that the disease, Parkinson's, where you lose? Uh, and for many, many years, he just stayed faithful. And we just had such this brief contact with him here in Big Bear. And Shannon, when I got me, I still, he wrote a $5 check. I could barely make it out. He supported us till he died. And it happened, it started right here in Big Bear. Our neighbor lady right over here in Country Club too. We lived there for about a year and, and uh, man, still keeps in contact with us today. She lost her husband, but she New little Philip, and the, they had their dog, and, you know, just that brief contact we made here. And you live here. So your lives are being watched. 
We shine as lights. We're supposed to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. But you see, we just get all hung up in ourselves. We do. We, we just get, and we had, I'll tell you this too. <clears throat> uh, we had some serious house problems with our, with our home. And, uh, you know, I just, we're in a short sale right now. And, and my, our house generally got free of it first before I did. <laughs> so she was free. But I was fighting to keep this thing, and we had sentimental value there and all that. And, and last year we, we went to Greece. You know, I had all kinds of things. I'm going to just tell a story. We'll have fun this morning. You know, just, you know. But um, we went to Greece, and <laughs> this world is changing. I mean, it's just so weird. We go to Thessalonica. That, you know, the Thessalonians, they call it Thessaloniki. And so we went to that city, and we went to a Sunday evening service, and we're all Africans. There was more people from Nigeria there than from Greece. <laughs> That was weird, man. I thought, where am I? You know, and I mean, they had that, man, they were, and when they praise and worship, oh my gosh, it's, in, it's just intense, you know. And we're just sitting there clapping us white people, you know. <laughs> and they just rock it out, man. And they just go bring it. And, and then Frank preached so powerfully in the, in the faith level. When you go to other countries, there's this faith level, and I know you've heard tes- testimonies, but the faith level gets so high. And there's, the faith is so simple. And they're just, and so that, that kind of atmosphere was in the meeting. And, and Frank was preaching. I don't even remember what he was all preaching about, but something I had, I saw the house. And here it came again, that deep revelation. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. That deep revelation came. And I never thought about this, about all the thousands of prayers I have for the house, calling out to God what we're supposed to do, this financial wave just getting pounded like we used to get pounded at the beach, you know, the wave just pounding us. And I didn't know what to do. I was overwhelmed. And finally, the Lord, here I am on the other side of the world, and he speaks in a meeting. He says, don't you think I have something greater than your house? Did you ever consider that? I might have a better House never entered my mind. (laughs) You're struggling right now. Maybe God has something better. We don't see it yet. But you see, we walk by faith, not by sight. The life that I live in this flesh, which has good Mondays, bad Tuesdays, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And, see, we're not there yet like Paul. We got to walk all through these areas where Paul, man, that's just tremendous. Man, where you knew that you knew you're standing in the same spot he was. And that man, I mean, he's free. Totally free. He said, whether I live or I die. I'm the Lord's. That's freedom. And we're not there yet. We're not quite there yet. We, we hang on. But the Lord is, is slowly, you know, through this changing times. We have to just release things. We're doing that as we go through the <laughs> Jan Lee, she, she's wanting me to get rid of my two million cassettes <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> 
you know, precious memories. How they linger. Gotta throw it. Oh, Lord. But we gotta lighten this load. We gotta lighten this load. And so, I know. What, what's my time like? I, I, got a, I want to share a few more scriptures. Got 15, 20 minutes, some? Okay, thank you. <laughs> we just made a deal. <laughs> Psalms 143. <laughs> oh, Lord. Psalms 143. This caught my attention a few weeks ago. Um, and I felt it was so good. I'm reading out of the New King James, and my caption says, it's an earnest appeal for guidance and deliverance. And the psalmist says, Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me. In your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight, no one living is righteous. The enemy has persecuted my soul. He's crushed my life to the ground. He's made me dwell in darkness like those who've long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. and My heart within me is distress. I remember the days of old. And meditate on all your works. I muse or ponder on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Boy, David knew what it meant, didn't he, to, to, to suffer and just be, you know, in, in extreme distress. And he says, answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. How many have prayed like that already? Lord, I need an answer, and I need it now, or we're going down. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Could somebody get me some water before I start preaching like Joe Cocker? <laughs> and the psalmist said, Hallelujah. <laughs> But here's what caught my attention. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. That Monday morning, that Tuesday morning, whatever it is, Lord, cause me to hear it. Whatever I need, cause me to hear that loving kindness. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. Lord, you made this say, I don't know what to do today. But Lord, lead me and guide me. For I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. And, re- and the biggest enemy a lot of times we have is our own unbelief. Um, we got, I was supposed to go to the Ukraine this month. And again, some just things came up. It just wasn't a reality financially. And it just, uh, but yet there was this desire in my heart. And I had, again, like I'm telling you, I had to just release it. Even going to the harvest field. I mean, God doesn't miss anything. 
You know, when he comes and shakes you, <laughs> he doesn't miss anything. And, and even, even the good things we want to do in serving him. And I had to release this thing, but it was hard, and I was frustrated, and I was upset with the Lord. I said, I'm tired of my home making me a prisoner. It's my own house making me a prisoner. Here came again. (laughs) The only thing that's holding you prisoner is your unbelief. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't expect a lot of amens out of that. See? See? I mean, God's getting down here, folks. He's speaking. He's going to speak to the core. And if he hasn't yet, again, I don't have to get very prophetic, but I'll tell you this. It's coming. He will speak to you. You will hear a voice. You may not agree with it or like it. (laughs) But he will speak. And you will know that you'll know it's the Lord. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. And it may seem painful for the moment, but afterwards, it says after you suffered a while, the God of all grace shall come and confirm. Now you heard the right voice. Strengthen you, and I'm weak, he's strong, and establish you. He'll do it. He'll do it. And when all hell is breaking loose and everything else, I tell you what, when this world comes down, th- those neighbors like our Dolores and your neighbor, they know they've been watching you, your walk of faith that they don't understand, your relatives and them. But when the chips are down, guess who they're going to call? Don't be surprised if you get a phone call. Our... Um, my relatives there, you know, there's some Scandinavian backgrounds. They, said they didn't understand, you know, from the Lutherans, you know. And they didn't understand this walk of faith and some of the stuff we were doing. Finally, good 20 years later, they're supporting us now. God is a God of miracles. <laughs> yeah. They still don't understand how we live, Janet and I. But they know God's in it. And it's awesome. And it takes a while. You see. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Psalms 2711. I'm going to try to speed this up here, Pastor Jeff and Pastor Rob. Um, Psalms 2711 has been really... Popular scripture in our home group, home fellowship. Particularly one part here. Where it says. Verse 11, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. These voices of unbelief. This voice of fear, these voices of doubt, these are the things that are our enemies to walk and living the way we're supposed to be living. And so we need to be taught daily. You know, life is a gift, and we've got to learn from it every day. Every day, that grace we have for today. Learn and grow from that. 
Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a smooth path because I am tired of these voices. I'm tired of, of, of just, you know, life being about my current circumstance. There's too many hurting, dying people out there. And that's why we try to tell these guys in the program, all they can think about is themselves and, they're, and there's something greater. You know, it's a hard, hard revelation when you finally realize that life is not about you. Isn't it? Yes. But we're not there yet. We just get caught up. And, oh, my God. I don't know what we're going to do. And, we just, and it just blinds us. It paralyzes us. And Jesus has to say, come up here. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. One of my favorite verses when we lived here, we lived down the hills. Uh, I will lift my eyes to the hills. And I'd look up here and I said, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He's greater than this house. He's greater than whatever is coming against me. But we have to be taught this. And don't deliver me to the will of the adversaries. Verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And God has some good things He wants to show us. Matter of fact, there's some things He wants to show us that will just freak us right out. I like to speak in 60s and 70s vernacular once in a while. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, God bless you. There are a few survivors from there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're alive. Amen, sister. That's right. God wants to blow your mind. He wants to freak you right out. And i got scripture to prove it. Ten minutes? Five minutes? Oh, I thought you were giving me a sign. <laughs> I get a little punchy here. <laughs> oh, that's the altitude. <laughs> and Jesus said... <laughs> No, but that, and what it is, remember the scripture that says, what your eyes have never seen, what your ears have never heard. That's what he's got prepared for those who love him. And as we just learn to grow in love with Jesus, you know, we're going to taste of the good things. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, Monday, Tuesday. That's Monday. I didn't realize that that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when the Bible said all the days of my life. Give me a duck, Christian Center. Come on. We don't have to say amen all the time. We'll say duh once in a while. <laughs> and if you put an A on that, that's duh, then that's yes in Russian, too. So that's just a little missionary thing for free. <sighs> but there's another quote here, too, that I want to... Uh, share here and then just a few more closing scriptures. The most important thing or aspect, I believe, of Christianity and God wanting to make our, I, I know, I believe the Lord has it in all of our hearts to be real. To be a real expression of Jesus. To have a real relationship with the Lord. To get real. And you know what? I believe the Lord is starting to take us up on that. You may not like the way I'm going to get you real. But I'm going to answer that far greater than you can imagine. But you're going to have to hang on. We're going on a trip. <laughs> We're going to take a little trip someplace you've never been before. The most important aspect of Christianity is not 
the work we do. I tried to share this earlier. I think I got a little sidetracked. But, but Pastor Rob, I had to get delivered from being an evangelist. Seriously. After a while, we went, you know what? You can, even in leading people to Christ and stuff, we get in our routines. And it becomes mundane. And it's just some clockwork. You see it. Come on, let's get, you see ministries that get up there and you know they're just doing a, it's like a dog and pony show. It is. And the dog and pony show is over. It is. And if it isn't, it's going to be soon. You get up and go through these motions and, and do all this stuff and you're not hearing the Spirit of God. And it's time for change. You've got to obey that little voice. I thank God we had that in Bible school. Our teachers, they would close the book and say, no, God's doing something else. That's how we got trained. That's how we got trained in evangelism. The Lord threw us into battle. And we learned on the street. But even in that, that got to be ritualistic. And I, and I felt this yoke of having to perform as an evangelist. Having to, oh, we have to lead somebody to Christ because you're an evangelist. When God called us to be his child, his son, and love him. See, he called the disciples up the hillside to be with him. He didn't call them up the hillside to do something. Remember the scripture, you shall be my witnesses? didn't say you shall do my witnessing. So now you're going to have to really hang with me here. So if we are learning to be with Jesus, and what we do is an expression out of that. Remember John said that which we've seen in here, we declare to you. He did it out of his lifestyle. That's how we're supposed to evangelize. We do it out of our lifestyle. Uh, so therefore, by being and doing, we are called to be be-do's, not do-bees. I'll say it one more time. We are, uh, <laughs> that's another, whatever I say do-bees, man, that's 60s crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> That was no, that's also was an expression for, you know. <laughs> so I'll let you in on that. I was church today. I learned what a doobie was. <laughs> God really moved. <laughs> it was powerful. <laughs> we are called to be be doers of the word. It didn't say go and do, do beers of the word. That's where we get all screwed up and we get just in this religious thing. See, that's why they got all freaked out about Jesus. They didn't. Even the disciples that were close. What is he going to do next? Where is he going? <laughs> and Rob used to get freaked out of that. So, Mark, what are we going to do today? I don't know. <laughs> Calls me up. I'll never. You know what I'm going to tell him, Pastor Rob. Calls me up one morning. We're going to go down to Pine. Where was it? Pine, Pine Knot. Yes. And go down there and do a little outreach. And we had the church. The plan. We're going to go out and... and so Rob says, what are we going to do today? I said, I don't know. And then it's real silent on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Pastor Rob has some revelations too. <laughs> this is a good one, and I've taken this on the road with us for many years. He said, well, I guess we'll just go and do what we do. <laughs> Amen? Amen. <laughs> and Pastor Rob didn't realize he was moving in the prophetic already. <laughs> but that's true. What else are you going to do? Go out and do a dog and pony show? Yes. You go out there and just do what we do.
And we had a blast doing it. Man, Rob and one of the guys got in a fake fight, started beating each other, and man, we had a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Now, I didn't read that in the evangelism manual, Ed. I didn't read that. Didn't go online and see, here's how to really get a crowd at Pine Knot. <laughs> I mean, we just had to do it. And, and see, there again, that's what's exciting about life with Christ and living with Jesus. You know, he's got something every day, and it's a gift from the Lord. The most important aspect of Christianity is not what the work we do, but the relationship we maintain and the influence and the qualities produced by that relationship. We're called to have a relationship with Jesus. And you're up the mountain, you're up the hill right now. You have this wonderful time, this grace in your life right now. Even as hard as it is for some of you, there's a closeness. The first time I experienced any death in our family when my dad died. I'll never forget it. It was so, God, it's just, you're, you know, you're so helpless. And I didn't know what to do. And I just went out for a drive, but I will never forget. I can't even describe it, the closeness I felt to the Lord. He's acquainted with grief and sorrow and and he's near to those that are brokenhearted. And even if you're not hearing the Lord right now and you're going through something, tell you what, Jesus has never been closer to you. He's never been as close as he is right now. You don't see it. You don't feel it. But he's there. He's there. Last scripture. I love this. It's in Isaiah 42. I'm forever amazed how specific and direct the Word of God can speak to our lives, right where we live. It forever, it just, it's, it just amazes me how so many days that the Lord will speak like that. Verse 10, Isaiah 41. Did I say 42? It's 41. Isaiah 41. Fear not, I'm with you. I mean, that's good enough right there. That's right. Huh? That's, right. that's good enough right there. Fear not. Some of you have had a hard time sleeping. You've had anxiety attacks in the middle of the night. That's not from the Lord. He gives to His beloved rest. You come, we're going to pray today. I used to get these things. When we were going through our crisis, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, just getting pounded. And then I've learned, Pastor Rob, you know, we, we've been in enough battles. He's starting to rattle this cage. We're just going to go deeper. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to have my quiet time at 3 in the morning instead of 8 or 7. I'm just going to have my quiet time a little bit earlier. And it is amazing. When you turn it around and at 3 in the morning and you can't get to sleep because of you're under an anxiety attack, when you start reading the Scripture, how fast you fall asleep. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's amazing. And I have this new formula for you. <laughs> Dial 1-800-4-RUNNER. Yeah. And what's even heavier is when you start praying in tongues at 3 in the morning. Then it gets fun. Early in the morning, David says, I'll destroy all the wicked of the land. And if the wicked one, the evil one's going to wake you up, he's in for a fight. I says, all right, I'm going to learn about warfare. I'm going to, I'll fight at three in the morning. He's robbing my sleep. I'm going to make miserable. Bro. I'm going to get close to God. I'm going to be still at times two at three in the morning. I love it. Last night it was just so beautiful. And Gary and Shirley's just sitting there by that table. And I had my headphones. I said, no, man, I want to enjoy this big bear quiet. Oh, it's beautiful. Till them coyotes around, man, whatever they were. <laughs> man, them little buggers, man, stinkers. Beautiful. Turn it around. Turn this thing around. Just as you know, I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper. And the Lord will show me how. Fear not. I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Some of you are just spiritually weak this morning. And the Lord would just speak to you so specifically and say, I will strengthen you. Let the weak say, I am strong. Yes, I will help you. I'll help you. Boy, that's got to feel. I feel relieved even just saying that to you. I'll help you. You don't know how that help may come. But trust me, and I'll teach you in the way in which you should walk. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We began in Psalms 38. We're going to close with that today and pray. Isn't that good? Fear not. I will help you. I'll uphold you. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 37. The Lord knows the days of the upright. He knew you'd be in this service this morning. He knew you would hear these words of encouragement that you need right now. That ought to tell you something. That ought to tell you something right there. There is a living God who is acquainted with everything you're going through and where you're at right now. Their inheritance shall be forever. You're talking about living Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and keep going, 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 longer than the Energizer Bunnery and doing this forever. We're talking about eternity in your life. So don't get all freaked out if you don't have it all figured out today. See, I didn't know. How, how do you be an evangelist? How do you do that? I don't know. 
I tried it for 20-some years. But then, you know what? I just gave it to the Lord. I figure, I mean, this is all about you. You know how to do an evangelist more than I do. So why don't you just take it? And, Shan, I've had so much fun, more fun and freedom since I've done that. Can I tell one more story? How I got delivered from being a worship leader? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we'll see it next time around. We'll come back. No. <laughs> we had, it was during the, um, uh, how many of you remember when the, the Toronto blessing and all that stuff was going on? And our pastors went to that. And I was real suspicious when they come back. I, I, I would get so nervous when the pastors would go away to conferences because they'd come back and, you know, the church would have to go this new direction. And, you know, who wants change? My gosh. You know, and, <laughs> you know it was just frustrating. And so I thought, oh, Lord, now we're all going to have to laugh. You know, I don't want to laugh. I mean, who wants to come to church and laugh? You know, who wants to have fun? I mean, God, you know, this is war, right? We've got to serve God. And, you know. and so they came back, and I was watching this, and I was really suspicious. And, and after a Wednesday night service, they were uh, praying for me, and we were in a circle. And one of the brothers, Gary's trying to push me over. Uh-uh. No. No, no. So I just planted my feet, and I said, go ahead, brother, pray. I'm not, no. I said, forget it. Yeah, I'm not going down. You're not going to slam me down. And and I did have one evangelist one time. He he breathed on me. He said, breathe the breath of God. He went like that. I just fell because his breath was so bad. I just did it to get away from his breath, you know. I just... uh, but so they're trying to push me over. And no way. Sunday morning, the worship team, and we're all in the pastor's office getting praying before the service. And the same gentleman that was trying to push me over was standing next to me. And I thought, oh, Lord, here we go again. Round two. And I just, I, I saw his hand, you know, he was like this, and we were just, and I could just, he wasn't even touching me. He was just, you know, brushing, just, just, that's the last I remember. And I'm, on the next thing, I came to, and Pastor Mike was saying, well, we're going to go ahead and start the service without our worship leader anyway. We're just going to go ahead. And, and I'm on the floor, oh my gosh, they can't do that without me. You know, they can't have this. And so I got up, and then you know what it's like when the Lord really slams you, you know, and you got your legs are numb, and you're just, you know. And so I walk out there just, I don't remember what, but I, I, I tried to be as spiritual as I could, you know. Get that just nice and, and get the guitar, you know, just, just. And I got up there, and and, and I, I forgot what we were singing. We were singing, and I turned to Jan Lee, and I said, honey. I can't stand up. My legs are numb. Jan Lee got a word of knowledge. She said, then sit down. (laughs) And I got delivered. They were able to actually do the service, Pastor Jeff, without me. Oh, I, I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. 
Free. <laughs> Free. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They'll not be ashamed in evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they'll vanish away. We're going to be in for a lot of fights here yet, people. There's going to be some real battles ahead. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the wrong Righteous shows mercy and gives. And so if you're in debt, just give your way out of it. Just give. Just die, give, and, you know, and all of a sudden you're so free. You know, you finally come to that place. Man, if God isn't bigger than a dollar bill, then something's wrong. You know, come on. You know, I had a bill collector call me and say, I just had more fun telling him I don't have no money. I said, and it threw him off guard. It just says, I don't have no money. I don't have any. If I had money, I'd give it to you. So, sorry, bye. Those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. And though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him. With his hand. I've been young and now old, and I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging bread. He's every merciful and lends. Hallelujah. In the last two verses, verse 39, the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. And he shall deliver them from the wicked and save them, because they trust in him. And so, Lord, we just, this morning we come. And Father, we just, ask you this morning for your Holy Spirit to bring a release in our hearts, Lord. Just a fresh release here today. God, forgive us for trying to carry things and that are too great for us, even simple things. Direct our hearts into the simplicity and love of, of, of you, Jesus, we pray. Even in that, Lord, we just are childlike. Speak to us, Lord, we pray. That even as Elijah was in that cave, that Lord, you'd bring us out of our caves, bring us out of our little me worlds, our little religious worlds into a new day, into our next assignment that you have for us. Cause us, Lord, to hear your loving kindness 
this morning and teach us in the way we should walk. We lift our soul unto you. Just lift your hands right now unto the Lord. Those of you that that need and just want to release some things to the Lord. Don't do it as a religious thing because I ask you to raise your hands. Raise it as a, as a symbolic thing of in, something in your heart to release to the Lord today. And, um, and, and I want, don't go halfway with it. Don't give it that, you know, that nice halfway posture. All the way. Lift them hands up today and release this thing to the Lord. Father, we thank you for healing. Even right now, I pray strength. Speak strength into the bones, into the muscles, physically, for those that are that physical. The healing. Lord, your warmth, your healing, let it flow. Lord, for that heart that has been attacked by anxiety, we just, we just, we, we rebuke that. And in the name of Jesus, we speak peace. And Lord, that you will direct that heart. When them anxieties multiply, your counsel delights the soul. Let counsel come to that person right now. Lord, speak. In only the way that you do, Lord. Just we release that person with that anxiety disorder, that attack. Release that person to hear your voice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, take our fear of change. Take our fear of transition, Lord. We just release that to you. These things that we don't know and we want to have control of. But as hard as we try, we still can't. Those things of our finances. Lord, send instruction by your Spirit for financial stability. It's real. It's ordained of you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you this morning for this congregation. Every one of you in this building right now, you are a minister. If you have Jesus in your heart, you are a minister of reconciliation. That is right now, temporarily, you're placed in this mountain and on this place. And your steps are ordered by God. And Lord, I just pray that in those steps, they will come to grow deeper, Lord. Even as the scripture says, deep calls unto deep, the noise of thy waterfalls. Call them to that deeper place, that simple place, Lord, of abiding in fellowship under the shadow of you, the Almighty. Lord, I just pray.
that they can go out of this place with your peace today. You said we shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And, Lord, we've experienced these things here this morning by your grace. And we're grateful. So receive this morning just a fresh strengthening from the Holy Spirit. Go in the strength of the Lord this morning. Go in the strength of the Lord. He's with you. If the enemy tells you he's not with you, then that's confirmation he's with you. (laughs) If he bothered to, to, yeah, why would he waste time to tell you that? (laughs) He's with you. And he's nearer to you now than he's ever been. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Lift up his countenance upon you. Give you peace. Thank you for uh, thank you for opening your hearts to Jan Lee and I, and to, to be with you here again. Our family, you guys are de- you're ne- you're dear to our hearts, and we we love you, and we thank you for your love and concern for us, and keep us in your prayer. And, we are definitely in, in tra- transition. I'm not looking at Rob when I'm saying this. Um, but no, we're at our ministry. Uh, I can tell you, we're, we're, we're praying. We, we don't want to just go start a church. You know what I'm saying? It's some storefront church because we've seen them come and go out of Minneapolis. <laughs> but there's something. And a group of people and we're going to step out in something. We're not quite sure what it is yet. So keep us in your prayers. We appreciate it. And we, we don't have a lot of material. We've got a, we got a few good CDs back there. So uh, please please pick those up. And uh, What kind of signing list did you have? What is that? Is it email? You don't have a list? Well, pray for us. We need an email list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Amen. I got to get out of here. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Everybody got.